Please be seated. He is risen. I'm really puzzled over what to share this morning. It's kind of like a Super Bowl Sunday, you know? You gotta nail it or go home. Um, I was walking this morning. It felt so good. I woke up, and uh, some of you know I have, uh, we have a newborn at home, so there's not a lot of sleep happening, not a lot of rest. Uh, and our year and a half, a year and a half year old, I'm on, I'm on, his name's Augie. I'm on Augie duty. Mama takes care of newborn. I take care of one-year-old. He got up so early this morning. I think he just knew. He knew I had to be on. He's like, I'm just up. But it felt good. I don't know. And got ready. I came here pretty early to prepare, and I was walking down the street, and it was pretty overcast this morning. And then I was thinking of how, um, yeah, you, you wake up on a morning like this, and you can feel really good, but also there are parts of our lives that are overcast, right? And maybe parts of our lives are actually quite hard. And a day like today doesn't magically make that disappear. And like you, I have parts of my life that are uh, challenging, that are hard, uh, that I'm giving to God, and I'm not sure what's coming of them. Uh, and then I started singing one of the hymns that we sang today. It just came to my head, and I was humming it. I was off to the store, pick up some supplies. And then for a moment, a cloud must have moved, and the sun just came through so, so brightly. I felt it hit. I just turned around. It hit just as I started singing. Coincidence? Yeah, maybe. It could also be God. I don't know. It touched my heart. And it felt like it was going to be okay. You know, I had planned and plotted out maybe a, maybe a too long sermon. Part of my heart wanted to prove to you, hey, you can trust the resurrection is real. Uh, you know, you do a lot of reading, my own soul searching before I became a Christian, that was a big deal for me. It's like, do I believe that Jesus actually rose from the dead? Because if he didn't, it's kind of all a joke and I'm not going to do this. Now I did my own searching and I've come to a place where I do trust that he's risen from the grave. Actually in history, not spiritually, not some symbolism. He was murdered by the Roman government who were excellent at killing people, so he was dead. Uh, he was buried in a tomb and by the power of God, raised from the dead. I know I believe that. And some of you do too. Some of you might not. And I can understand that. Because I remember not believing that. And the truth is, I can roll out historical arguments, logical arguments. You could go ahead and read N.T. Wright's thousand-page tome, doing an excellent job of explaining the resurrection. And you could read that and be like, huh, interesting. Ah, well. And go on with your life. Because the resurrection of Jesus, in the end, isn't really meant to appeal to your mind as such. It's not like a mathematical equation that forces you to admit that one plus one is two. Because to be forced is to not have freedom. And to experience true love is to have freedom. Right? It's all right. But uh, do you hear what I'm saying? 
So God isn't going to do something to you and, and force you to believe in the resurrection, and now you've got to bend the knee and you've got to do this. That's not how God works. Rather, you have in the, uh, a moment in time to consider it. Just to consider it. And that's all I'm inviting you to do, to, to do today. Consider that God has done something so wonderful in this world that is meant not only for the healing of our hearts, but actually for the healing of the world. Just consider that. And then ask yourself, do I want that? Like, wouldn't that be great? For as much as we've woken up today and gathered this morning, there are people all around the world and even here in our, in our community that today is a terrible day. Because today, like any day, people wake up in the midst of severe poverty, People wake up and got that news from the doctor that they were terrified of receiving. People wake up and they've lost loved ones. Because today is like any other day. That's what happens in this world. We live our lives in the midst of suffering and death. So what does the resurrection do about that? That's really the question. I guess I want to offer you one, maybe two things, just to consider. Again, I'm not trying to persuade you. I want you to consider something. Jesus dying on the cross meant that he took into his body all the suffering, all the evil in the world, and he destroyed it. That was the promise. That's what he did. That's the whole point. And then today we celebrate that although he was murdered by the government, although he willingly, cho- he willingly chose to go to the cross for us, and he dies for us, he's raised from the dead. Which means this. Something has changed. All of human history is littered with human beings hurting each other. Us hating each other. Us taking from each other. At almost every chance we've had to be generous or kind, we just chronically do the other. Even today. You don't have to go far in the headlines to see that we feel that we live in a bizarre world. There's war happening right now. And even here in our lives, Canada is not immune. Our history is littered with gross injustice. And yet, Jesus being raised from the dead says that fundamentally, at the center of reality, good triumphs over evil. Underneath all our suffering, both internationally, but also in our hearts, that pain, that hurt, that suffering, doesn't have the last word. Because Jesus has overcome evil and death. One of the mightiest empires that ever walked the earth murdered him, and they couldn't keep him down. That is, not, that is real, that is a sign, that is an icon, that all those who have power, all those who misuse that power to oppress and to cause injustice, have been judged by the death of Jesus. And that judgment is sealed by his resurrection. Jesus rising from the grave says to all those in power who hurt and who steal, your time has come to an end.
feels good. Even if you don't believe that, wouldn't that be great if that were true? Because as it stands, without Jesus, there is no solution to the human problem. If politics could solve our problems, we would have done it. We've been doing politics for thousands of years. If philosophy or new ideas could do it, we would have done it already. Every idea has been written. Which is why Jesus, when he came, didn't bring any of those things. He brought his life and he gave it to share with us. To solve the problem of our suffering. To solve the problem of our death. He's telling us we're not alone. The resurrection means that even in our own loneliest moments, He's there with you. Because we all have to cross the waters of death alone. No one really knows. I love my wife and I love my children. But that's somewhere I can't go with them. All this life I want to spend with them. But that's one place I can't go. So I'm thankful that the creator God who made everything, the whole universe, this world, from the mightiest star to the smallest blade of grass, loves us and cares for us. And he's with us. That's what the resurrection means. You're not alone. It's, an, it's going to be almost impossible for this not to end on a weird note. Because no matter how we talk about it, the resurrection does feel weird. Right? I mean, for most of us, if not all of us, we've been raised in a modern, western, secular culture. So we have an inbred hostility to miracle. Right? We want to say that we believe only what we can prove. All right? At heart, we want to say to each other, ah, we're empirical. Prove it to me. Use science or something like that, right? I mean, we live our lives all, all the time trusting in things we can't prove. We've, we've spent many weeks in this room talking about human rights, which I hope we all agree and believe in. I promise you, you can't prove that by science or empiricism. That is a faith commitment that you can't prove why a human being actually matters enough to warrant all kinds of rights. You can't. You just take it for granted. That's a huge faith leap. I'm glad we take that faith leap. Right? I'm super glad for it. But that is a faith commitment. And I'll tell you this. In my life I've discovered that the rights that we enjoy and that we value are anchored in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. I'm passionate for that. To see all people valued and affirmed. But it begins with Jesus. So I'll tell you this. Easter is not just one day, by the way. We're, we're beginning a season. And here at St. George's, if you get a chance, I invite you to come back. We're going to be exploring what the res resurrection means for all kinds of places in human life. How does it apply to our shared morality? How does it apply uh, to the ethics that we sort of allow to flourish in our hearts. What does it mean to love each other? 
based on the resurrection. We're going to explore that. And in that exploration, we're also going to ask questions, well, how do we trust that this actually happened? That's important, too. I'm not saying don't use your mind. But we're going to be spending weeks on that. Today is an invitation. If you're sitting and you're thinking to yourself, I don't really think about this. It's not really something that I'm interested in. Um, I'm going to invite you to open your mind and your heart to one of the most founding realities of our culture. At least if you want to transit human rights to the next generation, it's important that you understand where they come from, which is Jesus. So it's important that you would know that. They can <coughs> but more importantly, once you get, and that's the head level. I want to explain this philosophy. But if you want to go deeper, only Jesus can heal that part of your heart that experiences loneliness, alienation, and fear. Nothing else can. And we have all kinds of substitutes from overworking to overspending to overentertainment. None of that can actually solve the human cry of the heart. Only Jesus can. This morning, I invite you to consider him. Don't let this be just the day that you show up just because we do it. Let God change your life. And to that end, let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks and praise that you have overcome evil, suffering, and death in the resurrection of Jesus. But God, you don't force that reality on us. You invite us to choose to live your life, to experience your love and hope. God, I pray for each person here that we may choose to follow you. This we pray in the name of Jesus.